0: This episode sponsored by internetpaycheckforlife.com. Check out my new online internet business training and learn how to retire on internet income. Check it out today, this week's sponsor, internetpaycheckforlife.com. all right, hello everybody. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to have you with us tonight. Jim Paris here, coming to you live as we do every Sunday night from Palm Coast, Florida. Where in the world is that? I need to start telling people where we're doing the show from because so many people think Florida is Miami or they think Florida is Disney World. I live in Palm Coast, Florida, which to give you a little bit of a connect there, let's uh, tell you halfway between Daytona Beach and St. Augustine, Uh, right on the Atlantic Ocean uh, is is where Palm Coast is. I am about five minutes here from the beach, so I love where I live, and that's where the show comes live on Sunday nights. A lot of uh, news tonight, of course, in our news segment, but I want to sort of pre-pitch you on our guest segment tonight, which I know everybody always loves when we talk about Scientology, one of our top download topics. When I go back and look at the statistics You folks love when we talk about Scientology. Tonight, uh, coming up in 28 minutes, Tony Ortega is here. The Underground Bunker is his blog, and he talks about every day he has a new article about Scientology. A lot to get into tonight, and some news on Tom Cruise, of course, as we talk about Scientology in our guest segment tonight. I want to start tonight by thanking everybody for the incredible birthday wishes I turned 56 years old yesterday, uh, so to some people, I'm an old guy. To other people, I'm, I'm young, so it just depends on your perspective on things. Uh, sort of trapped somewhere in between, I guess, is my opinion. Uh, as my social media following has grown, I've honestly reached the point that I can't really personally thank everybody anymore uh, for the birthday wishes, which makes me feel terrible. Because, I mean, I can't tell you, maybe over a thousand of you contacted me over my social media to wish me a happy birthday, and uh, I, I just, I can't answer you all, but I just want to do that by way of the show tonight and thank everybody who was so thoughtful to send me those birthday wishes. It really meant a lot, and it made my day yesterday. What we did with the family was, we love Mount Dora, Florida, which is a small community about thirty uh, minutes uh, drive west of orlando and uh... we love mount Dora. there's a little german restaurant that we like to go to on special occasions they have an accordion player an authentic german food and it's a lot of fun we make a whole night of it we sort of take over the restaurant and we did that last night and i posted some videos of the celebration on my social media. So if you're someone that likes accordion music or German food, or you're just curious how really crazy I can get at a party, uh, you can check all that out on my Facebook page. Uh, On a somber note, I want to recognize the passing of uh, radio and TV legend, Larry King, uh, who died over the weekend at the age of 87. Uh, Certainly any of us that are in broadcasting uh, look at uh, Larry King as like, I mean, he's the guy. I mean, when I grow up, I want to be Larry King. I mean, that's what, I mean, he is the guy. He embodied broadcasting, was a true professional, and was a really nice man. Uh, I have to tell you my, my Larry King story. So a few years ago, I think it was about 12 years ago, I happened to be in Southern California for about 10 days, and I had read that Larry King eats breakfast every morning at the same restaurant in Beverly Hills. It's a little diner. Uh, nothing fancy, and apparently he has uh, a handful of childhood friends that he meets with every morning for breakfast. And uh, I, I showed up there. I showed up at this diner, and my wife and myself and my our kids we we had breakfast, and uh, in, in walks Larry King, and he sits down and has his breakfast. And I asked the people. I said, uh, they had they even had his book for sale there at the at the front of the restaurant, and I said, hey, so I'd like to get a picture with him and have him sign my book and they said oh no no problem at all and they sold me a book and i paid for it and they went over to his table and interrupted his breakfast and he came right over and uh, chatted with me for five or ten minutes put his arm around me took a picture signed my book uh, really a nice man, and and that you can't say that about every celebrity. But that was a, a really neat experience. I posted my picture uh, with uh, Larry King uh, that I got uh, all those years ago up on my Facebook as well. If you want to take a look at that, um, I got a phone call on what was it on? Th- I think it was on Thursday afternoon from one of the producers of Coast to Coast AM. And uh, normally they, they call me and they ask me to be on like two or three weeks in advance and, and, and all of that. But this was sort of, you know, a little bit of short notice, but I'll drop everything to be on coast to coast a.m. So I am going to be on with George Norrie tomorrow, which is Monday. If you're watching the replay, <laughs> just to get your day straight, this we're live on Sunday night. So I'm talking about Monday night uh, from 3 to 5 a.m. Eastern Time, I will be on with George Nori. So if you follow Coast to Coast AM, it is a four-hour show, and they have typically two guests. They have one guest for the first two hours, and then they have a second guest for the last two hours. It's a four-hour show. I will be on it in the second half. So if you're on the East Coast, that's three to five a.m. Uh, on Monday. So it's a little bit confusing, right? Because it's already really Tuesday. Cause it's after midnight, but I still call it Monday. So Monday night, I think I talked to my wife about this today. I said, probably going to like go to sleep at like six o'clock <laughs> tomorrow uh, after, you know, eat dinner, go to bed at six or seven o'clock and then wake up at like two and get all fired up to uh, go on with George Nori from three to five, which I'll tell you what has been an incredible opportunity for me and for our website. And every time I go on, Thousands of people come to the website, thousands of books get sold. I hear from so many people uh, that my story, and he always has me come on to talk about my book, How to Pray for a Financial Miracle, to share my story of losing everything, to the embezzlement scheme, and how I planned my own suicide, and how God delivered me. And I always get the dozens of emails from people who were also thinking of suicide, heard my interview, and didn't, didn't go through with it. And man, I'll tell you what, uh, between George Norrie and myself, kind of the combination of what we've been able to do in reaching literally millions of people over the years. I think this is my 10th or 11th time to be on with George Norrie, as well as I was was in one of his live conferences in Fort Lauderdale uh, last year. Uh, It's just a great opportunity that God has given me, a, a door that has opened up and looking forward to being back on tomorrow night between 3 and 5 a.m. on on Monday night. Uh, We stayed at a hotel in Mount Dora. There is a a beautiful hotel on the lake there in Mount Dora. So it was my birthday. We're going to have all the family together at the German restaurant. And then we were going to stay at the hotel because it's about a two-hour drive from Palm Coast. So my wife and I, we stayed overnight at this uh, Lakeside Inn hotel, which we really love it's a national historic register hotel a really neat place uh... right on the lake there and um, it was um, it was an interesting time you know uh... to to be at a hotel because i i don't really watch fox news i don't have fox news as a channel here at the house i i don't do that i am mostly watching newsmax now um, i dropped cable years ago but i turn on fox news cuz you're in a hotel room and you know turn on the tv and I, I could not believe it. I, it happened to be Saturday afternoon. Arthel Neville was the news anchor who I guess she's one of this, you know, lesser known news anchors comes on on the weekends, that sort of thing. And she's been on there for years. But man, I'm telling you, it's it's as bad as CNN, Fox News. And it's no wonder why so many people have jumped over to Newsmax. So that's what I've been watching is Newsmax, which I get. On Pluto TV, uh, you know, I love that. And I also love One America News. And uh, I think it's called America's Voice uh, is the other channel I watch. Um, I have no use for Fox News at this point. You know, I've been hearing about how liberal they've gotten and I've seen some clips, but I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe I mean, how off the deep end that they have gone. All right. So uh, I guess I'm wrong about impeachment. I I told you last broadcast I didn't believe that there was going to be an impeachment trial. Apparently I'm wrong because it looks like in two weeks there will be an impeachment trial. At least that's what they're telling us. And uh, it looks like impeachment is going to move forward despite the fact um, that there is no constitutional precedent or constitutional basis to impeach a president that's already out of office. And so that's sort of the first hurdle that they're going to have to deal with. And there might be a motion for dismissal filed with the Supreme Court over that. A lot of people, though, think, you know what, Trump may really want this trial because remember, part of the allegations against Trump, you know, inciting that riot that the people went to the Capitol and and all of that, part of the allegations are that he incited that that riot not only from his speech but also from the fact that he's been challenging the election results for the last three months so as part of his defense and and i've read that this trial could go on for 20 or 30 days so part of trump's defense will be to bring out all of the proof as catalogued by dr peter navarro about the election irregularities and to really have a, a forum to do that. So some people are saying Trump wants this trial. Interesting. The the first part of it, uh, of the allegations, uh, connect Trump's speech uh, to the rioting. And the problem is, this is really, this whole narrative has fallen apart. The timeline doesn't work because Trump was still speaking when the riot started. We now know from FBI the FBI and and the local law enforcement there, they're now telling us that uh, the riot was pre-planned. An interesting story today that I read is that the uh, FBI and local law enforcement are actually considering not charging a lot of people uh, that were there inside the Capitol. That's interesting. So what they were able to do, obviously, is identify those that were involved with violent acts and, you know, that sort of thing. But just people that came in and just stood there um, apparently there's uh, some talk that Just happening to be in there You're not going to be charged That's still being discussed But this whole narrative Of the speech causing the riots Has really fallen apart So the only thing left then Is really Trump challenging the election uh, caused the riots And that's kind of a, a stretch right Because doesn't he have the legal right As the as a candidate to question the election I mean whether you agree with him Or you think it's a conspiracy theory Or what not I mean that is his right to have his opinion about it um but in any case um that would give him a forum to be able to present his his theories and and we really haven't had uh, a forum for that because pretty much every court has dismissed uh hearing the facts of the alleged uh you know election irregularities especially in those uh, swing states uh this was interesting chicago restaurants and bars have now reopened 1 week after Biden has taken office, we just got word that indoor dining is now being uh opened up in in Washington DC, uh in Baltimore, uh and and uh several other major cities are talking about imminently reopening indoor dining. So I guess the the whole idea that it was a conspiracy theory which is what people said when when conservatives said Yeah, these these blue states, these big cities, they're they're staying closed because they want to hurt the economy so they can hurt Trump so they can, you know, affect the election. Um, Here we go. Trump's out of office for one week and now they're all opening back up again. You know, it's got to make you wonder. And speaking of Washington, D.C., it's going to remain a fortress in Washington, D.C., because according to today's news, um, they're going to keep thousands and thousands of troops, National Guard's troops, in Washington, D.C. for two months now, two additional months, eight more weeks. They're going to keep the troops there. Now, uh, Florida and Texas and New Hampshire have withdrawn their troops um, because of, you know, really, I mean, it, it was scandalous. There was this story about... Uh, thousands of troops being sent to sleep in a parking garage, 5,000 troops, men and women, had to, like, share one or two bathrooms. It was really horrible. And then Trump, of course, you know, uh, came out and said that the troops could stay for free at his hotel there in Washington, D.C., which was a great PR move. Um, but, you know, this whole, this whole thing about the troops being kicked out of the Capitol because they were sleeping on the floor in the Capitol... This was all apparently because there was one uh, member of the National Guard. This is a story I read with this. This uh, individual soldier was seen not wearing a mask in line at a Dunkin Donuts to get a cup of coffee and was confronted by a congressman about him not wearing a mask. And he didn't put the mask on, he said to the congressman. I enjoy my freedom. It was a Democratic congressman. I don't have his name in front of me, but he said, I enjoy my freedom. That was his response, which I thought was great. But apparently, because this one guy wasn't wearing his mask at Dunkin' Donuts and was confronted by a congressman and didn't put his mask on, this is how they ended up kicking out all of the thousands of troops out of the Capitol, and they're sleeping like homeless people in parking garages, which is just insane. But you've got to wonder why they're keeping thousands and thousands and thousands of troops there at this point, the inauguration is over. I don't know what they're thinking. One article I read today said that the plan is to keep the troops there until after the impeachment is over the impeachment trial. So that's interesting. This would be the first time that we've had to have, you know, actual military troops guarding the Capitol uh, for an impeachment trial. An impeachment of a president that's no longer in office, by the way, which is kind of a separate, you know, line of insanity uh, to discuss. Um, Okay, I I saw this. I don't know if anybody saw this today. I saw this uh, story and I thought, no one is talking about this. I need to say this on the show tonight. Because this, to me, is is huge. Of course, we, we know that, that uh, Joe Biden is talking about uh, um, wanting to increase the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour. Uh, so, you know, imagine all these businesses that have been in lockdown for, for six months, eight months, in some cases almost a year, depending on where you are. Your business has been locked down, has been shut down. And now when you reopen, you're being told you've got to pay out a $15 minimum wage. That's what they're looking at, uh, instituting a $15 minimum wage in this next stimulus. But there's another part of this. There are, And I don't know if this is in the stimulus or if this will be an executive order. I believe it's going to be in the stimulus. But this is what Biden is proposing, which I think is incredible when you think about it. Biden is proposing that, that, that people can quit their jobs and qualify for unemployment if they believe that their job puts them at risk of getting COVID. Can you think, I mean, think about that. So what this proposal that they're looking at, including in the stimulus uh, package would mean is if you decide that you would rather stay home and get paid because the unemployment money that you get now with the federal money and the state money, it's a lot of money. In fact, we talked about this months ago that some people, actually got paid more money to stay home than they normally would make at at their job, which is why a lot of people I know in the restaurant business, different service businesses, were having trouble getting people to come back to work uh, because they, even though their business reopened, they they couldn't get people to come back because they were getting more money to stay home. Uh, And that's not really the idea behind unemployment. Right. It's to, you know, help people out who are legitimately unemployed. It's not to give people a bonus uh, to stay home. But a lot of people made significantly more money staying home than they made while they were working. Well, you know, most uh, most states have unemployment rules uh, to get the compensation you have to legitimately be unemployed. You can't just be someone that quits your job and then gets unemployment. But according to this Biden proposal, if it goes through, this would mean that if you believe that your job could put you at risk to get COVID, that you can quit your job and stay home and collect unemployment. And I was talking to my wife about this today, and I and I said, well, who uh, who wouldn't qualify for that? Like, what job is there where you're not going to be interacting with anyone I guess if your company strictly lets you work from home and you never have to come in for meetings or or anything like that I guess you really wouldn't have a good reason but really I mean think about these service businesses now they're gonna be hit with the they've they've been out of business a lot of them six months eight months some of them close to a year they're gonna be hit with the minimum wage uh, $15 minimum wage if that goes through and then on top of it their workers can actually just decide to quit and go home because they're afraid of maybe getting COVID because they're around other people and they'll get more money to stay home than they would get on their job. I mean, what is that going to do to like all of these service businesses, restaurants, convenience stores, gas stations, laundromats, places like that where people don't make a tremendous amount of money, uh, but yet they're interacting with the public. So really anybody could say that, right? You could say, Uh, I'm a cashier at a grocery store. I I'd rather quit my job and stay home because I am, quote unquote, afraid I might be exposed to COVID, which, in fact, you might be. Right. I mean, if you're working at a grocery store as a cashier, you might, in fact, be exposed to COVID. So that would be a reason to quit and go home and make more money than you make on your job, which, you know, they don't think through these things. When they propose them. And I just wonder what that's going to do to the economy. And then, if that wasn't enough, Pete Buttigieg, (laughs) uh, he is now, if you didn't know this, uh, Pete Buttigieg is now the Secretary of Transportation. And so he made news um, over the last couple of days. He is floating an idea of a new tax on miles driven uh, in your car. It's going to be called a VMT or a vehicle miles traveled tax. And I don't know how they're going to enforce this. It it sounds to me like there's probably going to have to be some kind of a, a chip put in your car. Or somehow they're going to have to verify your odometer reading once a year, maybe when you get your, your new license plate or whatnot. I don't know how they'll enforce it. I would hate it if they were going to want to put a chip in my car. But can you imagine this, that for every mile you drive your car, you're going to owe a tax on that? This is the idea from Pete Buttigieg, who's the new Secretary of Transportation. So this is another idea being floated. Um, You know, some of these wacko states are actually levying taxes uh, against fuel-efficient cars. And this is really where this kind of V... This VMT tax really got its origins because, uh, of course, the the liberals, the left, wanted people to get electric cars and hybrid cars. And then once they got them, they said, wait a minute, these cars don't burn gas. So that means this person isn't going to be paying any gas taxes because their car doesn't take. Doesn't run on gas, or at least if it's a hybrid, it doesn't burn as much gas. So in Illinois, for example, they had spun this idea of a thousand dollar annual tax on people that owned an electric car. That didn't go through, but it got reduced, I think, to like a hundred bucks a year, which is you know that's that's not much. But uh, the thing is, look, in these states like Illinois, for example, I'm not kidding you. I haven't been to Chicago in a, in a while, maybe three four years, but I mean. I literally have to like stop and get like $20 of quarters (laughs) to be able to just like drive like 30 or 40 minutes, you know, feed all these different, uh, toll meters that you pay. I mean, if it's not enough and the gas taxes that they're collecting, the, the tolls that they're collecting, I, and what they're doing is this, I mean, this is obvious. I was talking to my wife about this. I said, look, all it is, it's just another way to get more money from us. Right. And so, because they don't like take it all out from one one source, it it looks like it's less. So they hit you with property taxes and income taxes and sales taxes and you pay tolls and you pay this and you pay that. And then there's all these embedded taxes and you know the corporate taxes that you know those uh, costs get embedded in what you buy. So it, it kind of spreads it out. So this would be a new tax, and I think this is just horrible because you know what? There, if there's one thing that If there's one thing that you can still do, even in these lockdowns and even with COVID and everything else, there's one thing you can still do in America is you can roll the windows down in your car, crank up the stereo, and you can get out on the highway and just drive around and just drive around and just enjoy driving around. I still do that. I used to do that a lot when I was younger, but I I now have a Jeep so I can take the top down, just drive drive along the beach for an hour or two and listen to music. But you know, if you've got a little device in your car, that's click, 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 and you're gonna owe taxes. So, hey, I just went out for a one hour drive to clear my head and now I owe several dollars in federal taxes because of the miles that I put on my car. where do we go with this? I mean, where does this end? Uh, the Super Bowl, uh, for those of you who haven't been watching the NFL, uh, which I have not, you know, I, I stopped watching the NFL a couple years ago. Uh, there still is an NFL. <laughs> They're still playing, and there's actually going to be a Super Bowl. And I, and I was curious to, to read about this today. The Super Bowl this year is in Tampa, Florida, which is about three hours from where I'm sitting right now. And what they're going to do is uh, apparently there will be 22,000 fans in the stadium, socially distanced. So this is about one third of the normal uh, stadium size. So normally, you could, you know, 60,000, 70,000 people at Raymond James Stadium. They're going to have 22,000 fans and they're still going to have a Super Bowl. I have no idea uh, who's, you know, who's performing at it. Uh <laughs> you know whoever's the the halftime show like will they have to wear masks I, I mean I don't know what's going to happen but I posted this up on my social media today and of course you know I've got a huge amount of conservative followers on online so this wasn't super surprising but still there are some you know really ardent sports fans that I have as followers and I just threw it out there I said is anybody going to watch the Super Bowl this year I know my wife and I we're always we all we used to at least tune in to watch the halftime show. Um I've never been a huge NFL fan, but we'd always tune in and you know years ago we used to have like a party at our house and everybody would come over and you'd fire up the big screen TV and you'd have a fun night together. Um nobody wants to watch the Super Bowl. I mean, I think one person said on my post where I posted that today is anybody gonna watch super Bowl? i think one person said yes and i think there was over a hundred people that responded to that one post uh so maybe one percent of my social media followers are gonna be interested in the super bowl i don't know it's it's just even if you are an nfl fan and you're okay with the kneeling and all this stuff um it just it seems like a strange year like all these games being canceled players having to sit out because of covid i mean it's definitely going to be one of those asterisk years whoever wins the super Bowl are they really the champion in the truest sense of of the season or was it just one of these the same thing with the Nba it, it, with all these problems games being canceled players being benched uh does it still count does it still matter uh according to most of you you're not interested I, and so the Tentatively, And I guess they're still kind of working out the details. I guess the Super Bowl comes up in in two weeks. So it'll be like two weeks from tonight and we will still do a live show. Uh, and maybe that'll be our panel show because we've now lined up uh, some of our panelists and we're excited about doing once a month like a panel show with some of you that are our regular listeners uh we'll bring you on during our guest segment and let you kind of bounce it around with me kind of like we're we're the view without whoopi Goldberg or I'll maybe I'll play the part of Whoopi Goldberg. But we might do that on Super Bowl night. And I might bring some uh uh nachos and cheese here into the studio and and kind of uh you know m- make it uh make it that kind of a night. Uh I don't know who's performing this year at, at the Super Bowl. It's probably somebody that I wouldn't want to see anybody. Uh, Like, you know, Lady anyway, like uh, Lady Gaga or somebody like that. Okay, so we'll close it out with this and our new segment. And then coming up is our good friend Tony Ortega, the underground bunker. We'll be talking about Scientology coming up in just about one minute. Uh, A volatile week for Bitcoin. But let me check here. I've got my my ticker on my phone. Um, Bitcoin uh, back up to almost thirty three thousand right now uh, for one single Bitcoin. Uh so you know there's a lot of worry about you know cuz it was what up to like 41,000, 42,000 then it had dropped down. I think it got down to as low as like 30,000. People were panicking, it's the end of bitcoin, it's the bubble. Uh no, it the melt it seems to be holding pretty well above 30,000, which is exciting. And uh the big news is that a lot more institutional money flowing into cryptocurrency. Uh a lot more of these big hedge funds are buying. And there's a limited supply, uh, so Bitcoin looks uh, like it's uh, it's solid. And uh, going into this year with all the inflation, with all this money, uh, so one last thing though to mention about inflation and all that, I skipped over this, the stimulus plan. So the stimulus is 1.9 trillion. It, it, it it's expected to pass. So here's what you can expect. So the average American's going to get another 1,400. So that'll top off your 600 that you already got. So you'll have the 2000 that everybody wanted you to have. So you'll get 2000, your spouse will get 2000. But this is really interesting what they're gonna do for kids. So instead of a separate like one time stimulus payment for kids, the idea is being floated of $300 per month per kid ongoing. Like this is not like a one time deal or part of the stimulus or part of COVID, it's like, what, what we've been talking about, universal basic income that we're, they're going to put this out there. So every so you have five kids every first of the month. The IRS, the Treasury will put 1500 bucks in your bank account, boom, for the future. And that just goes on. And uh, that's interesting to look at also. Of course, you know, we want to help out people in lower income. But is that the way to do it? Or is that just going to be inflationary? I mean, it's like the minimum wage. You know, you say, let's give everybody $15 an hour. That sounds good. But then there's the $20 Big Mac, which is the problem with the $15 per hour minimum wage. All right, we'll take a one-minute break. We'll refire the open. We'll be back with our special guest, Tony Ortega, as we explore the latest news on Scientology. Stay tuned. We'll be back.